It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Thursday morning at Wax, another hot day in our forecast as we look at the chores. Bob and Jill here at the shank of the day, baby. As we look at a high today, about 89 tomorrow, 91, 85 on Saturday. Then in the 70s on Sunday and Monday, a chance of rain. Sunday and Monday, originally the chance on Saturday. Looks like they backed that off a little bit. We'll talk more about the weather and the conditions out there. Also, welcome to all the folks from around the area. If you're up and at them at a shank of the day, out enjoying Country Fest this weekend. I don't think you're going to need a sweatshirt. <laughs> it's not going to be too cold up at Country Fest, and hopefully it's going to be a, a good weekend for enjoying it. Maybe we get some rain from about, uh, oh, what, 1 o'clock in the morning till about 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. That would be just about perfect. But, uh, again, lots going on. We'll talk about the Farm Bill, Ukraine weekend, lots of things going on. In fact, uh, Jill is with us, obviously, this morning, but... Uh, we got some polls going on around the area already today, tonight, don't we? We do. We have one in Elroy. It's put on by the Wisconsin Horse Pullers. All and right. it's in Elroy tonight from 5 till 7. And uh, other polls in the area start today as well down in Toma. Toma, the tractor pull is happening down there. That's runs today through Saturday. Yeah, that's the Grand National Truck and Tractor Pull. If you like smoking and choking, that's a good place <laughs> to be. So... And all the dairy breakfasts that are going on last night, we were up in Chippewa Falls at the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. Not all the Dairy Month uh, activities include breakfast. Chippewa Falls, for 53 years, has been having their Farmer Appreciation Chicken Dinner, and it's free to the farmers. You know, they don't. not many of these meals are free to the farmers. Everybody pays, but in Chippewa Falls, they started this. I mean, uh, I'm thinking of the guy, Hallard Peck and Leonard Peck and... Carl Conchrist and the Danielsons and the Woodruffs and all those guys that, uh, and more. I'm missing some, I know, and I apologize. Cal Meyer, and I saw Cal Meyer eat with Cal Meyer last night from Jim Falls, had a good conversation. But again, it's free to the farmers. They don't have to pay. The other ones, the breakfast, everybody pays, but uh, for that I know of anyway. Now, I don't know if it's different in some places, but uh, great meal, great chicken dinner too. So I don't know. What? Uh, how you can miss that? It was a good one up there. Well, and you brought up some of the bases ones and that have been around and started it. But what you said was there the new generation is coming in and serving, and you're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of new people, and that's actually really refreshing for me to see that it's going to continue to go on. Yeah, it really is, and it uh, was run by a lot of people. You know, some of them, but boy, so many fresh faces, so to speak, up there. Uh, sitting in and helping uh, run that brec- that uh, chicken dinner in Chippewa Fall. 53 years they've been doing that, and it's free to the farmers, and that's a good thing. So, again, good weekend uh, coming up for meals and breakfasts and all kinds of activities. Last night, the chicken dinner in Chippewa was successful, and uh, if you want to get out to the pools this weekend, a lot of things going on around the area. And the weather, maybe on Sunday some rain to deal with. Hopefully on Sunday some rain to deal with. We're going to tell you about that. It's a nice warm morning around the area. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our early look at the weather brought to you by the folks at Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. Man, they had some beautiful Rams on display at the Stanley Rodeo this past weekend from uh, Chilson's. Man, there are some... 
neat vehicles up there, that's for sure. Rams and Jeeps and all kinds of neat things. So, ChilsonMotors.com. Hot today, 89, partly cloudy, down to 64 overnight. Tomorrow, 91, partly cloudy. Saturday, 85 and partly cloudy. And then on uh, Sunday and Monday, it'll be in the 70s. Chance of rain both Saturday and Sunday. We'll check with Mike Dandry and find out how much of a chance of rain we've got. Tuesday, it's going to be about 80, partly cloudy conditions. 64, right? On a Thursday morning at Wax and uh, a lot of country up at Country Fest this weekend up in Kadat. So uh, have fun up in Kadat this weekend. I think I'll be up there Friday night. All right, let's get on with it. It's a minute after 5. This is... 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire, little news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The U.S. Coast Guard is predicting that the oxygen supply on the missing vessel used to explore the Titanic will run out in a matter of hours. But Captain Jamie Frederick still holds out hope. The oxygen, that, that, that's just one piece of data, right? There, there are a lot of pieces of data that we need to consider. Officials say at least 10 search assets will soon be on the scene about 900 miles off the coast of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. A new poll shows a majority of Americans don't approve of the Supreme Court's work. A Quinnipiac University poll found just 30% of registered voters approve of the Supreme Court, compared to 59% who disapprove. The survey comes nearly a year after the court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade essentially ending the constitutional right to abortion. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is warning his conference against forcing a vote to impeach President Biden brought forward by Colorado Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. My articles of impeachment uh, were for the border, um, not for what we are, the work we are doing in oversight. McCarthy on Wednesday urged House Republicans to vote against the resolution. He argues the GOP should allow committee investigations into Biden to play out, as jumping to impeachment could threaten their party's slim majority. Democrats in Congress are reintroducing the Equality Act, they say, to protect LGBTQ people from discrimination. The legislation comes as several states in the past year have passed bills Democrats claim target the LGBTQ community, including Florida's Parental Rights Bill, which critics call the Don't Say Gay Law. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, warm and dry, at least for the next few days. Hopefully getting better towards the end of the weekend. Our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And boy, Jeeps come in a variety now. Man, oh man, you drive down the road, you see Jeeps of all shapes and sizes. And it's uh, quite a vehicle. ChilsonMotors.com. 89, partly cloudy today, 91 tomorrow, 85 on Saturday, partly cloudy. Best chance of rain Saturday or Sunday and Monday, rather. And it should be in the, the, the mid to upper 70s on Sunday and Monday. 80 on Tuesday, partly cloudy. It's 60 right now in Rice Lake. 59 in Medford, 63 in Marshfield. La Crosse, as we said, the warm spot, 69. 62 in Green Bay. Madison, Sun Prairie, 61. And 64 in Milwaukee. And it's also 64 right now in our barnyard. Agriculture. 
It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at those markets this Thursday morning. And Jill, where are we at if we traded livestock this week? Choice fed beef steers are 170 to 186 with mixed at 145 to 168. Choice fed beef heifers are 170 to 185 with mixed at 112 to 168. Choice fed Holstein steers are 152 to 162 with select and silage fed steers 70 to 151. Cows are 78 to 97 with a top of 119 and bulls are 110 to 115. Butcher hogs are 34 to 99 with sows at 24 to 36 and boars at 9 to 17. New crop market lambs are 150 to 192 with old crop market lambs 75 to 143. Feeder lambs are 135 to 210. Ewes are 37 to 95 with small goats 10 to 170. Medium goats 135 to 225. Large goats 245 to 490 and nanny goats 95 to 275. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were mostly lower yesterday, although the near-month live cattle were higher. June 177.25, the close on live cattle, that was up 12. August 169.75, up a nickel. October live cattle, 172.95, down a half a dollar. December 176.92, down 47. Feeder cattle down across the board. August 227.72, down 442. September feeders, 231.42, down 420. October 233.90, down 387. November 23507 that was down 372 in January 23487 down 347 hogs were also lower across the board July 9475 at the close down a dollar 10 August 9277 down 42 October 8105 down 55 in December at 7732 that was down 12 board of trade was higher way up yesterday on a weather market Corn, beans, wheat, all over 30 cents higher at the close, but overnight gave a little back. December corn this morning down 4 cents from yesterday's high. 624 a bushel this morning. The oats up 7 at 412. December wheat down 3 at 761. November beans down 14 at 1362. And meal for December down $7.30 a ton, $425.30. Dairy markets were a little higher yesterday, but the uh, glut of milk in the Midwest really a struggle. Barrel cheese, one fifty one. The blocks were up two and a quarter at a dollar forty, is all. Butter down a quarter at two thirty four and three quarters. The June class three was up a penny at fourteen ninety five. July up forty one at fifteen seventy eight. August up thirty four at sixteen sixty three. September up twenty five at seventeen sixty five, and October up fifteen at eighteen twenty. Prices up through next March. We're going back to the uh, state FFA convention. We talked to, uh, at the career show, that's a great show where different companies and organizations are there to expose the students in FFA to jobs in agriculture and commercial businesses, uh, government agencies, colleges, they're all there. And we talked to uh, Brian Morgan from over at uh, Northside Elevator. We're going to find out about that that Stanley facility, and as long as he was there, we caught up with him, and we'll hear from Brian and, and what's going on with Northside Elevator. Next is, uh, again, another growing enterprise in our area. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. When you drive along Highway 29 and get to Stanley, there's more to see now than a prison and ethanol plant because a big business has moved in there. Northside Elevator, of course, headquartered in Loyal, down in Arcadia, now in Stanley. And Brian Mergen is with us. And Brian, we've watched the construction of that facility along 29 here for the last year or better. Looks to me like a few flowers in the sidewalk for decorating and you're done. What's the status of that facility? You're correct. They're finishing the landscaping right now, but we've actually got a, almost a full spring season under our belt. plant came online just like we expected, and we've been really excited with the people we've been able to serve coming out of that plant. What does that plant offer? What can you do for the farmers as far as feed, fertilizer, seed? Uh, how big a footprint will you have there? So right now it's primarily on the dry fertilizer side, but you can order chemical. We can have anything you need there, but you call in. We make sure it's in Stanley where you need it. But we're going to continue to grow those things as we go forward. We just wanted to get year one under our belt, make sure we really had things under under control. How big a facility is it when you compare it to, well, Northside and Loyal is uh, going to be a little bigger, but but uh, the capacity that you're going to be able to handle. We've got 6,000 tons of potash in one bin, which is larger than a lot of the other facilities that in their entirety. So we've really had a lot of people pull in and out of there, wholesale and the product we've manufactured. Now this obviously expands your territory to the west. You've got Arcadia to the south and, of course, Loyal to the east and central Wisconsin. How big a territory can you cover or will you cover with the Stanley facility now? 50 miles is what we like to look at if we're going to actually do application of spray, fertilizer, those sorts of things. When it comes to people buying wholesale, we'll gladly work with your trucks or our trucks to get it where it needs to be. We're going to have a grand opening or are we just going to kind of flow into business? We did just flow into business this spring, but we are looking at a grand opening here in September. So watch for more details on that. We'd love to have the community and the ag community out in full force. i got to ask you, Royal Home, Arcadia, Stanley, any other plans for growth from Northside? We will continue to evaluate all opportunities. So we're excited about growing. We know that we need to do that to stay competitive for our producer customers, so our eyes are always open. All right, we'll keep an eye out and see where they end up next. <laughs> Again, a growing organization, Northside Elevator, the Stanley plant is open and operating. And uh, you're at, at the Wisconsin FFA convention, Brian, when we're talking. I would, and you got a booth at the career fair. I would assume you would love to entice some of these young people to be interested in a career in your facility. I've talked to a tremendous amount of really great youth today, and they're all excited about what they want to do, and, and there's so much opportunity no matter which path you want to take. But, yes, we would love to hire more people from operations, sales, dairy nutrition. doesn't matter. There's just endless opportunity for these young people. How much of a struggle is it to find people in your business? Are you having trouble like so many other industries? I think it's, it's something that takes longer than it used to. you really got to be out there. Good people are out there. We were very fortunate to hire a really strong crew of operations people to get that new Stanley facility underway. And so we're in a good spot, but we're not going to turn away talented people. And again, that's Brian Morgan with Northside Elevator talking about uh, looking for people down at the FFA convention with a booth, talking to a lot of the young people about uh, careers in, in that area. And are they going to expand further? Well, he said with kind of a smile on his face, we're always looking at opportunities as a good business does. So Brian Merkin from over there, and boy, does he look like his dad, Steve. Holy man, Steve, of course, with the uh, Holstein Association Registered Cattle 
for so many years, but uh, he's a spitting image of his dad, that's for sure. 16 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, and uh, speaking of Northside Elevator, we've got some news in the agricultural world to take a look at. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, Jill, what's going on? Well, the Northside Elevator cash crop prices for corn in Loyal is six thirty. And soybeans fourteen fifty eight, and in Arcadia, corn is six thirty with soybeans at fourteen sixty three. And we're going to talk about the little to no rain for over the past month around the country. The U.S. Drought Monitor shows crop conditions are getting a little concerning. This week, that monitor shows fifty seven percent of the U.S. corn crop, fifty one percent of the soybeans, sixty four percent of the sorghum crop, and fifty percent of the winter wheat are in drought status with major growing states like Iowa and Illinois showing big jumps in that monitor in the past week. A week ago, 45% of the corn and 39% of the soybeans were considered in drought status. And the news out of Ukraine isn't all that good for their farming industry. A new report from the Kiev School of Economics says it could take 20 years or more for the country's farming sector to recover from the Russian invasion. Ukraine is one of the major growing areas of the world for wheat, corn, sunflowers, and sunflower oil. But production has fallen sharply since Russia started its attacks in 2020. That report says sunflower, barley, and wheat production are expected to recover by 2040, but it will take until almost 2050 before corn, rye, and oat and rapeseed production can get back to pre-war levels. So that's tough to hear. That's going to take them a long time to get back yeah. in the back in the business. Well, and then you got uh, all kinds of bombs, landmines out in the fields. Guys' tractors were blowing up as they were driving, so they're taking their life in their hand driving tractors in the fields. So not a good situation in Ukraine. Coming up, you heard a drought monitor. We're going to hear more about the weather. Coming up on Wax, 64 degrees, 89 today. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, right now, around the state of Wisconsin, there's probably not one person that's in the doghouse more than our meteorologist, the people that are doing the weather forecasting. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I had a chance to catch up with one of those meteorologists that's hoping, just like we are, that rain is on the horizon. Scott Birschbach is the lead meteorologist at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Office at the National Weather Service location in Green Bay. I decided I wanted to take a look at what that office looked like, what kind of technology they're using for this forecasting, and maybe, more importantly, what Scott believes is coming our way as far as weather for the summer of 2023. But first, we start off with how he became a lead meteorologist in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, I've been here for just over 15 years now, and weather has always been part of my life. I'm a weather weenie, yeah. so even when I was a little kid, uh, I was always interested in weather. So um, always something I want to do is you know, work either for the weather service or something in the weather industry. Uh, and I went to school at Central Michigan uh, mm-hmm. many few years ago. <laughs> so uh, yeah, about 15 years. Cool. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit. Lead meteorologist. 
meteorologist. What does that mean? Let's get the titles and some of the acronyms straight for the audience. So in the Weather Service, we have uh, meteorologists and we have lead meteorologists. And the distinction is lead meteorologists work different shifts. Mm. And they're basically in charge of uh, the shift and everyone's uh, duties that day, basically. Mm -hmm. So we divvy up who's doing what Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure everything is done correctly and and, and well. So... um, each office is pretty much set up the same way where they have five or six lead forecasters and the rest five, uh, maybe five to seven meteorologists. Right, right. Now, I'm looking at this office and it's obviously uh, ablaze with different colors, all kinds of monitoring screens. How much geography is this Green Bay office, for example, covering? Yeah, for the Green Bay office, we cover all the uh, all 21 counties in far northeast Wisconsin, so from Vilas down to Wood County, and from Wood County over to Manitowoc County, mm-hmm. all that section of northeast Wisconsin. And overall, there's five offices that cover the state of Wisconsin, uh, so uh, we're just one of the five. Yeah, where are the other ones? The other ones are in Milwaukee, Sullivan, uh, La Crosse, Minneapolis, Duluth, and then there's Marquette up in the north, but they only cover the the UP. UP. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about this weather pattern that we've been experiencing. I've got an audience that is uh, listening with bated breath to find out if this hot, dry streak is going to be around. Is this anything that you guys saw coming uh, months ago? Yeah, maybe about a month ago we saw the pattern starting to shift. We were in that real wet pattern where we had the river flooding. Mm. Uh, We were transitioning from that to more of a drier pattern with that high pressure built across the central plains. And that that brings, you know, warm Mm -hmm. and hot weather, as as you know, this time of year. Uh, So, yeah, we saw it coming. Um, A little bit in question of how long it's going to last. so there's some indications we'll get a backdoor cold front that'll come through here that'll cool things down a couple, maybe 10, 15 degrees yeah. for a few days. But then that, that heat may start to build again uh, as we work towards the rest of June. Now, when you put forecasts together, do you collaborate with the other five offices? I mean, I cannot imagine the girth of information that you, number one, have available to you. Number two, have to figure out how to evaluate and put together. Yeah, there's lots of information to look at. And yes, we do. We collaborate with both our partners locally, the office Mm -hmm. that I mentioned, both Mm -hmm. to our east, west, and north. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also collaborate with our regional and national centers on on different things, especially when the weather gets more active. Mm -hmm. If it's quiet, we kind of just do our own thing. But once the weather starts to get active, we do quite a bit of collaborating to make sure we have a consistent message and a good forecast going out. Now, one thing that Scott and I have been kind of working on for the past couple of months is trying to get more people in rural communities or out in the general public to help monitor weather. Explain how that information plays in on your forecasting. Yeah, it's really important, uh, especially in this part of the state where we do have a lot of rural areas where um, there's just, you know, the coverage of weather sensors just isn't there. There's lots of gaps in our observation network. And the more input we can get about what actually happened, the better we can forecast in the future because we can train our models to, to become better, basically, and also train the staff here mm-hmm. of what, what exactly happened and looking back at events to see what happened. So even on a day like today when we had rain mainly west of the Fox Valley, some locations got over two or three inches of, of rain, but maybe a mile down the road, you know, maybe a few drops. Right. So the more more data we can come in uh, and, and analyze helps us uh, become better meteorologists. Well, that is a perfect example because you said one of the airports, which you would think would be a monitoring station, got nothing, but then, like you said, just a couple miles away, two inches. That's correct, yep. Today's are a good example of these pop-up thunderstorms. If they pop up over you, you get quite a bit of rain, yeah. and if they pop over your neighbor, they get the rain, and, and you don't get it, yep. Now, uh, weather stations, we were talking about that earlier this spring, too. There are a lot of farms, uh, maybe agribusinesses, that have automated weather services. Does that help you guys, or is that uh, more skeptical? Skeptical information. 
Um, usually the more data, the better, um, yeah. as long as it's somewhat quality controlled. Mm-hmm. And even we, we do use some public data that's available mm-hmm. on websites mm-hmm. um, or as a guide, um, since technically it's, it's not calibrated to the weather service mm-hmm. standards. Uh, but we can kind of know, you know, where if it's raining heavily, right. where, where it's raining heavily, uh, and then, again, use our radar to kind of put the puzzle pieces together of where where that you know that thunderstorm is is the worst and we also look at winds and things like that that will help us to see how strong the storm is you know a lot of us are accustomed to taking a look at that 10-day forecast seven-day forecast five-day three and then 24 hours which is harder to put together that is a good question, and short answers, they're all hard to put together. <laughs> depends on the weather, because Mother Nature can be uh, can be feisty at certain mm-hmm. times. Uh, but it kind of depends what you're looking for. And usually as we get closer to an event, people want more detailed yep. information. They want to know when it's going to mm-hmm. start raining or snowing, how much. Um, so it becomes harder to, to kind of, again, put that puzzle piece together as mm-hmm. a forecaster. Um, as you work a little farther out, you know, seven days, we can kind of give a general idea of it's, you know, it's going to get warmer, it's going to get hotter, more humid or cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, um, it, yeah, it varies. What season is most difficult to handle? Winter, spring, summer, fall? I'm, I've got my perspective, but what do you think? That's a good question. Um, in Wisconsin, we get everything. So yeah. uh, winter forecasting can be just as hard as severe weather forecasting for its own own differences. Again, people want details of how, how much snow or, you know, when is the storm going to hit. So they both have their challenges for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, long-term forecasting, because, again, you know, Scott, I'm talking to a bunch of folks that are involved in agriculture. We want to know, are you concerned? Are you seeing patterns that are leading you to believe we could move into a drought? I've heard people bringing up La Nina. Yep, La Nina is over. Um, we're heading into an El Nino now, um, and that can mean various things for Northeast Wisconsin. There's, it's not a slam dunk that we're going to have something. Um, so, uh, locally here, with the recent dry weather, we were a little concerned. We head back towards the drought. However, this the rain that we've had the past couple of days is helping in certain areas. Mm-hmm. However, as we as we noted, it's it's not a widespread mm-hmm. rain. So some locations are going to see drought conditions develop. It's just how widespread that's going to be, and if we can get to a little bit rainier pattern as we go through June. And again, that's Scott Birschbach. He's with the NOAA National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration over in Green Bay, lead meteorologist over there, predicting the weather. That's yeah, not not easy. That's for sure. Well, the markets, will don't have to predict them. We're going to find out how they were yesterday. Rocky's going to join us from Premier Livestock, and, of course, that's over in the Withy area. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rocky joins us from over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Rocky Olson. Morning, Rocky. Good morning. What you, I was surprised when you were reporting yesterday you had more cattle than expected in this this hot weather, I'm surprised they're, they're moving so many cattle, but they're going to market. Yeah. Well, with the prices, I can see why. The, the prices bring them to town, and some of them feeder cattle, we could see they were kind of coming to town just because it uh, looked like they were out of grass. Um, some of these areas are pretty dry. Yeah, so. that's true, too. That's true. A lot, of, a lot of factors in the market. The bottom line in price is not too bad, huh? Nope. They've been awful good, so... Yep, we just need to get that milk up there. Boy, that's for sure. That is for sure. That's an, that's another another subject altogether. How'd the sale go yesterday? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how Wednesday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We had uh, a little lighter run of dairy. We sold 125 head of dairy cattle. Uh, like I said, uh, awful hot day yesterday. 
Uh, had a Holstein parlor freestall herd. We had several top loads of uh, fresh parlor freestall cows. Uh, still sold quite well yesterday. Uh, top fresh cows from 1850 all the way up to 2800. Uh, many other cows from 15 to 18 and a quarter. Uh, the top spring and heifers had some outstanding spring and heifers from 1550 to 2200. Uh, those lesser quality and blemish cows they were a little softer at uh, 1525 and down. Next week uh, we got a huge dairy cattle auction next week guys uh we got uh, three herd dispersals uh got a 70 cow pro cross uh parlor freestall herd uh, we got a Holstein herd, red Holsteins, even got some jerseys in there. Uh, we have 40, here's an elite consignment, 45 fresh Jersey cross, two and three year olds. Uh, they're coming from Kemper Dairy, guys. If you guys know those are about some of the best crosses that we sell, I uh, believe they're 26,000 pound Jersey cross herd. Uh, they're going to have 45 of them fresh two year olds, parlor freestall, 75 to 100 Holstein springing heifers and springing cows. Uh, so very nice lineup there. Uh, here's a market recap uh, for the week here, guys. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 145 to 160. Choice beef steers and heifers up to $1.74. High yielding market cows from $1 to $1.29. High yielding market bulls from $1 to $1.22. High yielding organic market cows from $1.20 to $1.67. Uh, calf market, like I said, guys, uh, make sure you know what your calves are worth. That thing's kind of on fire. Holstein bull calves from 250 to 460 per head on the Holsteins. Your beef cross calves from 300 all the way up to 640 and your Holstein heifer calves up to 205. All the details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, calls at Premier at 715-229-2500. Reminder, next large farm equipment auction will be on August 25th. We will start taking consignments on next Monday. I uh, did forget to mention at the top, too, we also have our special monthly dairy heifer auction next Tuesday, so we get two dairy cattle auctions next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. So. Yeah, you really do. Uh, hey, yep. uh, I was listening, and I was just kind of thinking back, and, and you've heard these stories too, and I've been in houses where farmhouses, and look on the refrigerator, and they got a they got a check on there for like a dollar and a half from uh, one of the sale barns. When Remember those bull calves? Sometimes yeah. they're worth a dollar and a half, sometimes they're worth $400. Uh, if there's anything inconsistent, it'd be the calf market. Boy, there's no doubt about it. That so. is for sure. Hey, Stay Rocky, stay cool. Have a great day. Bye. There he goes. There's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. We're going to check our weather. Mike Dandry is going to join us as our weather is sponsored by the House of Gouda here in Eau Claire and Marika Gouda. They're one of our good sponsors, of course, for the June Dairy Month activity. And, uh, again, we've got uh, more Dairy Month activity to go. Let's see what the weather's going to be like for that sort of stuff. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get over to Skywarn 13 and visit with uh, Mike Dandria, courtesy of House of Gouda. Missed a good chicken dinner last night up at the fairgrounds in Chippewa Falls, buddy. Oh, don't tell me that because that just sounds amazing oh, right now. I love that barbecued chicken. And, you know, I didn't get there early enough. You used to get there so early. And it used to be all the guys from Boomer were mm-hmm. there. And I don't know if they're still the ones that cook it or who does it, but whoever does it, they do a good job. But They uh, do it right. Yeah, they really do. It's a, it's a good meal, that's for sure. And it was a nice, warm evening, and it looks like that's going to continue. Right, yeah, today pretty much a rinse and repeat of yesterday, which was, again, a carbon copy of the day before, as we'll have plenty of sunshine and highs in the low 90s. Now, we may have a little bit of ozone developing at the surface, which would... Uh, 
take a toll on our air quality, of course, and that's just something that you want to keep in mind if you spend any prolonged time outdoors, especially with Blue Ox Festival and Country Fest, uh, just monitor air quality. Otherwise, later tonight, mostly clear, dipping to the mid-60s, and looking ahead at tomorrow, a few more clouds start to stream in, maybe a very stray shower, but really better chances come this weekend. Saturday, more chances at some showers and storms later on in the night. Sunday, more chances as well, but that's where we start to cool off with highs into the upper 70s, and we'll stay cool going into the first full week of summer with highs into the upper 70s, potentially a chance at a lingering shower on Monday. More sunshine on Tuesday in upper 70s, and Wednesday brings yet another chance at some showers and storms and into the upper 70s, so it looks like a more active weather pattern will develop, but right now we have a few clouds and a very mild start with a temperature of 65 degrees in Eau Claire. Wow, it's gone up from earlier. That doesn't usually happen. Nope, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's warm. Dew point of 61, so there's a little bit more moisture in the air to start us off, but I don't think that today will be as muggy as yesterday or Monday especially. Yeah, you don't have a couple extra sheep you want to blow me to graze my yard. I got to... <laughs> Either do that or mow it. It's getting, but I hate to mow it when it's so dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been watering it, and I've only had to mow my lawn twice this year. I'm yeah. not even kidding about that. I know, me too. And but mine's getting kind of long. That's <laughs> Neighbors fair. think I moved out. Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a good one. You bet, Bob. You too. There he goes, Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. Morgan's next as we take a look at the, some of the news from our 715 newsroom. <laughs> Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get into the uh, newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with it. You been to a dairy breakfast show? We got the Dunn County breakfast coming up this weekend, you know. That's my plan. I got a kid who likes pancakes. <laughs> so we usually make the way over there and get her a short stack and uh, get on with the day. That's just a start because they always walk around. Anybody want more pancakes? Anybody mm-hmm. want more pancakes? And it's usually the kids are hands go up in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, the answer is rarely no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's for sure. Good times. That's right. Well, what's going on? Well, we're going to start with headlines that uh, keep us in our state today. Good morning. Now, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with a small plane crash, though we can tell you this time no one hurt, but it was in Dane County at a community where Wanakee authorities say an aircraft went down in a residential area along Knights Road. This was about 1.30 yesterday afternoon. Police Chief Adam Kreitzman saying two occupants of the prop plane were taken to a nearby hospital to be treated for minor injuries, with the chief saying a part minivan was damaged but no homes hit as you head out today you'll notice the uh, heat of course as you continue to keep water handy and take those rests especially farmers construction workers people that are outside but another thing you'll notice is something we've heard before air quality alert and this time it stretches the state the whole state is under an air quality advisory for ozone that kicked in yesterday and it runs until late friday night the national weather service says current weather conditions mixed with wildfire smoke from canada means enhanced service ozone production heading into the weekend. Peak zone concentrations that'll be from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. The air quality index is expected to reach unhealthy levels for certain people. While we move from the outdoors, indoors, and behind the doors at the Capitol level, the Wisconsin Assembly approves a measure aimed at changing the way liquor regulations are handled across the state. We have on tap here AB 304. Looking a little bit closer, it passed with broad support in a 90-4 to vote yesterday. So what would the bill do? Uh, well, a few things. It would create a statewide bartending license, also establish a new division in the Department of Revenue to enforce alcohol sales rules, and would require wedding barns to obtain a permit of license in order to to serve. Governor Evers is expected to sign that bill if it's approved by the state Senate. Of course, after that process, that's when it would land on his desk.
And smile. If you have uh, kids in your life, then you probably know this all too well. Usually the camera is pointing at them. It's called a selfie, and it has a day. Exposure.com says 93 million selfies are taken every day worldwide. And if you take selfies, you take about 450 every year. Millennials take them the most. Paris Hilton says she and Britney Spears invented the selfie in 2006. They didn't. The first selfie was actually taken with a real camera in 1839 by Robert Cornelius. But no one knows who he is. The royals are not allowed to take them, but you can, and there are plenty of places to post them. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Well, the royals are not allowed to take them. That explains why we don't see any of Bob floating around. <laughs> but we do head back to the barn with Bob Bosold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Kind of reminds us of Al Gore, who invented the Internet. Right. Remember you can that? lay claim to anything, right? <laughs> That story down in Wanakee, I got a chuckle out of that. Yeah. You know, how would you like to be the guy, you know, and thank goodness nobody was hurt when that little plane had to land in town there, but mm-hmm. how would you be like to be the guy that owns that van and call up your insurance agent and say, I got to make a claim. What for? Well, my van guy got hit by an airplane. <laughs> Hardly sounds like they're telling the truth at that point. But yeah. Oh, boy. And nobody heard in that one. But right. yeah, I can That's imagine they're going to have to show some uh, photographic evidence of the van <laughs> and explain exactly what happened there. Oh, what a world. <laughs> uh, we'll see you later. You bet, Bob. All right. There goes Morgan. In the newsroom this morning, 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 65 degrees. And again, we'll have more dairy month activities to talk about. Courtesy of uh, good sponsors like uh, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Security Financial Bank, Tractor Central, the Alliance Bank, Bluff Country Feed and Seed, Arcadia Farm and Home, Stockman's Farm Supply at Osseo, Colby Chrysler, Marika Gouda in the House of Gouda, and the good folks at Compare Financial. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of stuff going on during June Dairy Month. You mentioned last night we were in uh, Chippewa Falls at the fairgrounds for the uh, chicken dinner, 53rd annual. And Monday they're going to cut the ribbons at the fair for some of the new buildings up there. They'll do that about 10 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, Country Fest is going on in Kadat. The weekend is, is here, Jill. What else is going on? Well, let's talk dairy breakfast. Let's look at our Saturday lineup. Don County Dairy Breakfast is Saturday, serving from 7 to 11 at the Maple Hills Dairy in Boyceville. And in Buffalo County on Saturday, they're serving at the Danzingers in Elma from 7 to 11. That's down off of County Road, I don't know, in Elma. So I'm sure they'll have very good signs. And in Auburndale on Saturday, the FFA alumni is having their dairy breakfast from 8 till noon at the Auburndale High School. And on Saturday again, Marathon County is having their breakfast at the No Joke Dairy from 8 to 12.30 in Stratford. And sliding on over to Sunday, Colby Dairy Breakfast is serving from 7 till noon at Harmony Holsteins in Unity. And in Greenwood, there's a dairy breakfast on Sunday serving from 7 till 1 at the Ed Krultz Farm in Greenwood. So that's our list of dairy breakfast. There is a Horse pull tonight in Elroy at 7 o'clock. The weigh-in is from 5 to 7. That's part of the Elroy Fair. There's um, the truck and tractor pull down in Toma. That starts today and runs through Saturday. So that's... uh, The Grand National down there. That's the big deal. And on Friday and Saturday, there's the Cheese Curd Festival in Ellsworth. Wow, you that's a good all time. All about cheese. Ah, those cheese curds. Those uh, those guys from uh, Ellsworth Co-op Creamery at so many of these dairy breakfasts making 
batter fried, deep fried cheese curds. <laughs> That's one of the most popular stops at the dairy breakfast. All right. We've got, uh, well, it's 14 before 6. we got a lot of markets to get to. But again, as Jill said, lots going on. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 65 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Brittany and Barron Equity. For our fried cattle, our high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 150 to 157. Choice Holstein steers were 140 to 149. And unfinished steers and heifers are 139 and down. As for our cull cows, the top 20% sold from $1.04 to 115, topping at 116.50. 60% sold from 70 to $1.03, and the bottom 20% sold 69 and down. For cull bulls, they sold from 90 to $1.11, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is July 15th. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Barren Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's head south to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eman. Fed cattle signs steady to lower today with the Highland Choice Beef Sears and Heifers 180 to 188. This Choice and Select Beef Sears and Heifers 164 to 179. The Beef and Dairy Cross Sears 155 to 175. The Highland Choice Holstein Sears 152 to 160 with a top of 165. The Choice and Select Holstein Sears 141 to 151 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy Sears a dollar to a dollar forty per pound. Cows steady Highland cows. Dollar to a dollar fifteen. Cutters and utilities seventy nine and ninety four with a low yield in canner cows thirty six to seventy eight cents. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing a dollar to a dollar fifteen, with the thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at ninety nine cents and down. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Monday, June twenty sixth, starting at twelve thirty with hogs, followed by calves. Fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hut aiming to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's uh, wrap up sale barn reports. Get over to Stratford Equity. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us, and I suppose uh, you've got more things to do this weekend, huh? Yeah, we do, Bob. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, dairy breakfast. I uh, have a tractor pull this weekend over at Hamburg here in um, Marathon County. Yeah, are you the got, announcer uh, for that? Yeah, I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. All right. But uh, like I said, a lot of stuff going on in between time. We got hay bale and, uh, oh, I don't know. I got to figure out some way to keep the the Lord's creatures out of my garden. It's getting uh, I quit. That's what God made farmer's markets for. Let somebody else battle <laughs> that. And their stuff is better than I can grow anyway. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Wrap us up. Well, not wrap us up. You got another day left. But how's the sale going so far this week? Uh, it's going good, Bob. Markets are good. And we'll tell the folks about it. Bob, I thank you. And a very good morning to everyone. Uh, wrap up from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, feeder cattle sale and bread beef cow sale yesterday. A lot of, a lot of feeder cattle, uh, yesterday. But anyway, we'll get to the, uh, uh, re- a lot of good cow calf pairs yesterday. And the fancier top quality ones were selling from 2000 to 2600 on these cow calf pairs. A few sets up to 2800. Some of these older cows and, uh, plainer cows selling mostly from 1100 to 1575. 
five. On the feeder, cat, feeder cattle trade yesterday, lighter weight beef steers and heifers selling mostly from 190 to 285 per pound. Uh, Middleweight beef steers and heifers mostly from uh, 150 to 220, and your heavier, shorter term cattle mostly 130 to 160. Holsteins, about all weights of the Holsteins yesterday's auction were selling from 130 to 160. Uh, no real lightweight Holsteins on the sale yesterday. But now we'll get into the market auction yesterday. Choice grading beef steers and heifers, uh, and they were selling from a dollar sixty to a dollar seventy-five. Choice grading Holstein steers, mostly from a dollar forty to a dollar fifty-five and a half. Select cattle, underfinished cattle, one thirty-five and below. Cow market continues to be very strong. Again, these are the conventional market cows. High-yielding fleshly Holstein and beef cows in yesterday's auction were selling from a dollar to a dollar nineteen and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday and this week are selling between seventy-eight and ninety-eight thinner cows, like carcass cows below seventy-five. On the bull trade, better quality bulls on a lighter test from 110 to 115. Calf market continues to be strong. Good quality Holstein bull calf, 200 to 400, uh, up to 455 earlier in the week. Heifer calves mostly 50 to a dollar. And your good quality beef calves, 300 to 600. And we did have an extreme top at 660 on Monday's auction. And I just want to mention, uh, I believe it was at the Reedsville market on Tuesday, they had some of these beef calves, Bob, up to 700. So, wow. Wow. But anyway, yeah, well, anyway, we are Thursday. Uh, we get underway this morning at 11 o'clock with the market auction. Uh, full marketing day, of course, conventional type market cows, beef cattle, I mean fed cattle and market bulls. Baby cattle, we'll get to those about uh, 12, 12.30 this afternoon. And don't forget, uh, next uh, feeder cattle sale here in Stratford will be next Wednesday. June 28th. So a lot of stuff going on, and we'll turn it back to you guys. And, uh, well, I guess there's one good thing. If we do get a little break today, uh, we can uh, put our sports channels on, and the Brewers will not be playing today. So, okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, they haven't been very successful. They got beat again yesterday. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. And the folks at Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us our look at the markets this morning. First of all, Board of Trade. Board of Trade was way up. Corn, beans, wheat all closed over 30 cents higher yesterday. Dry weather market uh, gave a little back overnight. December corn down four at 624. The oats up seven at 412. December, or yeah, December wheat down three at 761. November beans down 14 at 1362. Soybean meal for December down 730 a ton, $425.30. At the country elevators today. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, corn's at 630 with soybeans at 1458. In Arcadia, corn's at 630 with soybeans at 1463. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville Location, corn's at 630 with soybeans at 1447. And taking a look at our DTN screen, Golden Plum today, the corn is 653 a bushel. Baldwin, 636, beans 1449. At Duran, 626 on the corn, 1444 on the beans. Mondovi and Elmwood corn 630, 1449 for the soybeans. Fall Creek 626 and 1419. At Osseo, the corn 638, beans 1449. Elk Mound 618 and 1462. Sparta 629 and 1443. And at Ellsworth 619 on the corn, 1409 on the beans. Ethanol plants Boyceville is 640 a bushel. Stanley 620. New Richmond 615. Barrel cheese a dollar fifty one. The blocks one forty a pound. Butter two thirty four and three quarters. June class three up one fourteen ninety five. July up forty one at fifteen seventy eight. August up thirty four at sixteen sixty three. September up twenty five at seventeen sixty five. And October up fifteen at eighteen twenty. Again, it's going to be right around ninety today. Partly cloudy. So again, 
Stay hydrated. It's 65 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.